1: Talk to you. Recorded live. And John, you know, we were just talking about the church, and we we're talking about the possibilities of and, and, and the mysteries. And and I really, uh, I love what you said earlier. Not something we can break free of. It's something we must. The Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit breaks people free. But one of the takeaways, I, you know, every time I preach a sermon, I want somebody to t- have a takeaway. The takeaway I got from this call was God is pro-pleasure. He's pro-party. And, um, <laughs> man, how many people, that, is, that makes you scratch your head when you really talk different. You know, God is a serious matter. He's a serious God, you know. Um,
0: oh, man, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about a major, major thing here. I mean this is this is radically different than what we were taught. Uh you know, the the late Brennan Manning had a had a great quote and, and I would you know butcher it if I tried to quote it exactly, but he's, he's <laughs> basically saying that every day for him uh was an issue of remembering the first commandment, which is to put no other gods uh before him. And that meant rejecting that God of of, of, of fear and condemnation and, and, uh, and just that, that, that idea that, that God is, is somehow against us. Mm-hmm. And it, really, when we look at it, the, the whole Bible is, is about the party. I mean, the whole point is the wedding supper of the Lamb. The whole point is reconnecting us to that communion and that feast of, of God's goodness and oneness with humanity. It was for the joy set before him that Jesus even endured the cross. I mean, mm-hmm. joy is not just an allowable thing in our off times. Je- Jesus, you know, at the end of his ministry, here he is preaching, 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 and then he sits the boys down he says, I've told you all these things so that your joy may be complete. So, so joy was not just a means to some other ends. You know, you've got a lot of churches and they want to cheer up the troops just so that they'll evangelize harder or, <laughs> or work a little harder somehow. But no, joy is not a means to some other end, joy is the point. And, and, you know, Martin Luther, he said, the gospel is nothing less than laughter and joy. There, There is just something we have to realize that God is pro-humanity. He is pro-pleasure. And I'm not talking about, you know, again, just, just sort of self-centeredness. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I mean, that's, that's a dead end in and of itself. We know that our truest delight is found in loving and serving others and thinking outside of ourselves. I mean, my goodness, there's and navel gazing all day. But obviously obviously joy, true joy is found in in loving and, and serving and giving our lives away for, for others. But but it is nevertheless real, tangible pleasure. And so this idea that God is for us and that He's fun, man, it's a it's a different God than I was taught uh growing up. Sometimes people Say John Crowder preaches a different gospel. Well, Amen.
1: <laughs> I'd, like
0: to, I'd like to think it's the original version. I mean, they called it Good News for a reason back in the early days. So, I mean, like exactly right. just—it's uh, a huge thing to get this this concrete foundational reality that God really is good, not just good for you like cough medicine, but He really is good, <laughs> like a gummy bear. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: like coffee. Amen. Hey, John, one thing real quick. Uh, this is uh several years ago and i'm gonna really mess up also your i'm gonna i'm gonna speak your words for you here and i'll let you correct them as i mess them up sure but i saw you do a video and i don't remember who you were with but you were just doing a quick video and you mentioned the problem in the church today and if it wasn't you i see your face saying this so forgive me mm-hmm. but it was talking about <laughs> um those who were so legalistic that they just hurt people but then there's those people who have received the revelation they have received some knowledge and they're in this place of elitism and in that they are so my goodness they're probably more harmful and I'm you know I could name names here but I'm not because you know I'm not here that's not my place I'm, I'm probably guilty of it some at times myself so but where we we have it figured out. we got a revelation on eschatology. We've got a revelation or we had an angel visitor or, you know, whatever may happen. And then all of a sudden, those idiots that believe the other way, you know, oh, they are so damned because of their ignorance. Right. Um, man, do you still see that as much today or do you believe that's going away? What, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, you know, the word Pharisee
0: means separatist. And, you know, th- there's this thing of one-upmanship. The Pharisee always feels better <laughs> by putting other people down beneath himself. And, you, you know, you have so many people, they, they get a bit of a revelation on something, and then all of a sudden they're on the edge, and, and they're they're identifying. Instead of identifying – with the likeness and image of Jesus Christ, which is pretty good, <laughs> they're identifying uh, as, as you know, the, the person who has the edge in this one particular area. And so often it's just out of insecurity. And, you know, uh, I mean that's, you know, it's really insecurity is the bottom, the bottom line that needs to be dealt with. And, and when that happens, we, we, we tend to be more gracious with people. You know, you see people, they, they start to get even like the message of grace. And they're like, oh, man, I've got the message of grace. i like all these other religious idiots. Well, remember, you were a religious idiot two weeks ago as well. I mean, <laughs>
1: we, we all
0: know what we know as a gift. Again, it's Holy Spirit who's revealing this stuff. And so it's not like we just discovered the gospel one day. No, it was revealed to us as, as, as a yeah, gift. And so I, I think, um, I think you know, a little humility goes a long way in that sense. And, um, and also, like, just empathizing with, with people who maybe even are – are religious, uh, you know, knuckleheads, and and they they are bloodthirsty, and they, and they are out to destroy you because they you know you they don't understand what you're what you're into or what you've you know some revelation you've been to. I, I think it helps to empathize with those people a little bit in a sense of just knowing, man. A lot of these guys, they're just projecting their own hurts, they're projecting their insecurities, and so I think when we True when we empathize with people, I mean, Jesus was pretty sharp and he was pretty caustic with religious folks. I mean, he had some pretty, pretty sharp words to say. I mean, if we really want to look at it, he called them sons of Satan. <laughs> <He said>
1: the, <laughs> the, uh,
0: the whores are going to enter the kingdom before they do. I mean, Jesus gave the religious guys more heat than anybody else, but Jesus never criticized anybody he wasn't willing to die for. And okay. you don't see him tearing down individuals. You know, I think it's absolutely necessary that we tear down false mindsets and, and, and religious constructs that have people in bondage and and then just do it yourself, Mm -hmm. save yourself mentality. We've got to come against that. But, but on an individual level, on a one-on-one level, we, we don't need to be attacking each other, debating, fighting. You know, there's, there's a point at which once I realize somebody's not tracking with me on an area I don't feel this pressure to, to push it all the time. You know, I mean, just meet people where they're at. You're not going to bring people from A to Z. Uh, you know, you may be able to bring them from B to C or, uh, you know, maybe from LMNOP if you you have an hour, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I think there's not this, this pressure. I mean, when we realize Jesus finished the job, what that does is it sort of takes the load off a little bit where, where we don't feel this pressure. To, to you, you know convert everybody to every every bit of understanding that we ourselves have, That's and when we 're not projecting and living out of a place of insecurity we 're okay to be patient with other people and bear with the weaker brother even is, is how Paul said it you know we, we think of the weaker brother you know is is uh, somebody who you know, i don't know has a has a reefer addiction or something no the the weaker brother paul's really talking about are, are like these these religious guys you know who who think that it's up to themselves to make themselves right with God. And and uh and, yeah. and those are the ones that project themselves as being, you know, the strong brother, but but in reality it's they're, they're not really moving in faith, they're moving in a lot of self-righteousness. And so we got to we got to bear with them. Uh I mean, I tell you that's the place of the greatest growth in in uh, your Christian walk, I think, is learning to love bloodthirsty religious people.
1: <laughs> you know, that actually John came to me um number of years ago i, I really i was I was bored i won't border and i was that elitist because i just grabbed hold of this grace gospel and part of me was just so thankful that i didn't have to live under this law anymore and i was just free to be me and god but the other part of me was being really hard against the legalist i mean i looked for an opportunity to just correct them um yeah. i'm in a dream i'm in a dream and i'm in this pentecostal church and And uh, the preachers preaching, and people are praying in tongues and falling out in the spirit. And and in the dream, I'm standing there looking at them, and I start talking to God. And I said, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm questioning God here now. What are you doing? Why are you blessing these people like this? They think Hmm. this is their own doing. They think they're good enough to earn your salvation. They think they did this, God. Why are you blessing them? And uh, a very powerful dream, and the audible voice of the Lord came, and he said, because they're my children, and I love them. Yeah. Absolutely. And whoa, John, and it messed me up, and it still messes me up years and years later, and I think about that. I was, I was the one hurting his children by being this grace preacher that was really um, condemning them. So, oh, man, that's why I think another reason I look at your ministry, I look at your books, and I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to this, guys, I've never steered you wrong pick up this book but pick up the other books that john has and um another you know another way of grabbing a hold of this is to immerse yourself in the teachings um when i when i first started looking at grace versus law and i had to immerse myself i had to study i had to really grab a hold of it and, and see what it means and and there was a time when Uh, You know, one of your books, I I will never forget, The New Mystics. I think that was the first book of yours I read, and that's an older book now. Um, Yeah. But a great book, again, to give me the idea of what a mystic is and, and how God is using people today, as he's always used people. And here's the thing for all of my minister friends and all of the prophets and seers and Evangelist out there, we get to be used by God. He doesn't need us. We get to be used. It's a it's a pleasure. we we have an opportunity to walk in the kingdom and and and, and manifest the kingdom. Um, so that takes a little bit. You know, he can do it without Wayne Sutton, but I'm glad he I get to be a part of it.
0: And um, there's a lot of joy, isn't there, Wayne? When when we're not walking around under this pressure, you know, it used to be you know people had a word for it when you took yourself or your ministry. Or you're calling too seriously. Uh, we used to call that pride, which was a fruit of Beelzebub. <laughs> above. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> but now we call it, you know, I don't know, um, uh, qualified for apostolic ministry or something. It's, it's crazy how people they they take themselves and their ministry so seriously. But it's like, my goodness, there's a, a joy and a lightness in knowing that I'm expendable and easily replaceable. You know, and so when we yeah, realize yeah. that the government is on his shoulders, then then you know, we can play. And, and anybody who's not having fun in ministry will do everybody else a favor and quit while you're ahead. I mean, <laughs> I, maybe maybe it's just this crazy brained idea I have, but I, I have this crazy idea that joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit. And maybe maybe we should be bearing that if we're in ministry. Amen? So hey, there's, there's definitely this sense of, of uh, lightness and being able to laugh at ourselves. You know, humility, people have this idea humility is you know, you can kick me around like a dog, Jesus, you know, do whatever you want. That's not humility. That's true humility is, is being able to laugh at ourselves, not taking ourselves and our calling so seriously. And so there's a, there's a freedom in that when we know that ultimately it's, it's all on him. We get to participate exactly mm-hmm. like you're saying and, and have fun with this thing, man. I, that's, that's
1: number one. Amen. Guys, check out John's book, The New Mystic's dot com. Also money beer god dot com. What a I'd love to be the person at GoDaddy or wherever that had to log that in and go, what money sex <laughs> you know, you you have to wonder some of these words. I mean some
0: people even even just that word mystic, you know, they think Ouija boards and crystal balls and witch cauldrons. I mean that <laughs> that in itself is a biblical word Paul uses like twenty, thirty sometimes. It's just it's funny how we get these traditional ideas of what something means
1: until we actually dive into the scripture a bit. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, years ago, a friend of mine uh, wrote a book, Jesus Drank, Judas Repented, and God Divorced His Bride. And I remember buying <laughs> that book, reading that book, and just became a good friend with the author, and it was just amazing. Jesus Drank, Judas Repented, and God Divorced His Bride. I'm like, what in the <laughs> world? you know? Uh, and then when yeah. I saw your title for this book, Uh, Probably last year, I said, Oh my goodness, John, I love it. And um, so, again, guys, check out John's website, check out his downloaded teachings, grab a hold of him, find out where he's going to be. He speaks all over the world. I just chastised him earlier because I hadn't seen him in North Carolina lately, but I'm going to work on that. (laughs) But let's get this information and have fun with it. Really just jump into the goodness of God, the glory of God, and all that it contains so again i honor everyone john thank you again for being any last thoughts before we wrap this up and uh send it out into the world oh, wide web of believers
0: yeah just you know it's just great being here wayne again thanks for uh thanks for having me on and uh man just uh, just pray for everybody listening just that they would absolutely be floored by this effortless union with God that was theirs before they ever voted on the matter. I mean, that's that's where it's all at. That's what it's all about. And uh, yeah, so we'd love to, you know, have folks connect, grab the, the products, et cetera. But, uh, you know, another thing, Wayne, we, we do throw out uh, free weekly videos. I don't know if, uh, you know, how many of your listeners might be new to our ministry, but if they go to that website you mentioned, the com, they can sign up. We send stuff out there and like you said, man, we're uh, you know we travel a bit. I, I think next time we're on the East Coast, we'll, we'll be sort of near your area. We're in uh, Nashville uh, awesome. here in October, but uh, yeah, folks can you know find everything there at the website, find a schedule, and uh, come have some fun with us. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and your, your videos have always, uh, I love them. I, I love grabbing. I've got a few religious friends, and they're listening to this. You know who you are. God loves you, and I love you. <laughs> But I was like, you got to check this out. And they are like, I don't know, Wayne. I don't know. But then they're like watching you again. So I just love that. Amen. But um, actually, that's one of the reasons I began doing you and one of the ministers, one of the reasons I began doing our weekly uh, online sermons, because I thought, wow, he's reaching people through videos. So, hey, God's, God's effortless union, effortless union. That's another book for you, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> John, <laughs> I honor you. I bless you guys. Be sure. This week to again check out his website. Thanks for being a partner with the Second Adam TV, our online church. Check us out every Sunday evening. Uh, we we shoot to have the videos up by nine PM. Sometimes it's nine AM. Sometimes Sunday it's going to be a new video. Our phone app, our uh, mobile app for Android or for Apple, just go to the App Store, and type in the Second Adam, the Second Adam, and just grab a hold of that. Also. For those who need prayer, saying, hey, Wayne, I want to know more about God. I want to walk into that glory realm. I really want to experience the effortless union. Hey, send me your prayer requests. Let our prayer team pray for you. That's what we're here for. As I always say, I believe in you. You're listening to this. I believe in you because I believe in the Christ in you. Until next week, God bless.